When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshay at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshay is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshay has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshay. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. As always, you know, I'm happy and pleased to be here with you uh, to discuss the things that are going on in our country and what we should be trying to do to change the direction if we're not happy. Uh, D, um, what, what are, you know, right now we're very concerned about this weather that is uh, about to impact 
uh, South Carolina and North Carolina in um, in the ne- next couple of days. Uh, what what is it that you're doing uh, in preparation of uh, what might take place, or are you feeling fairly comfortable uh, that the storm is going to go north of you? Well, James, I am, and good evening, uh, and welcome back. Uh, I am feeling quite comfortable uh, in looking at the computer models and putting uh, so confidence into that. Uh, surely we may get some uh, pretty healthy rain, but uh, you know, but I think it's it's important that the people in North and South Carolina and that part of Georgia uh, to actually take the warning seriously. Uh, it sounds like that this storm could have the uh, it could have uh, Katrina-style uh, winds in it. So uh, this time they should actually take everything that's been said to them and take it very seriously. You know, it is um, somewhat amazing to me uh, that people don't believe that it seems that our weather is changing uh, dramatically. Uh, because I don't just remember uh, having these many storms just coming from coming in every direction. Uh, we are on a second storm that is going to impact Hawaii. Uh, we are starting very early in the season uh, with uh, multiple storms uh, getting ready to impact uh, our uh, main coast. So it seems like to me that there's a you know, some seriousness that needs to be taken related to how humans are making a change in this global warming and how that's impacting our our existence uh, related to these storms because we know warm water tends to intensify uh, what is going on in terms of uh, these storms. Well, James, you know, when you say that... Uh... I don't mean to politicize everything, but I, I think the political climate that we're in have a tendency to let us know where we are as a society, and I mean as a human race style of society. Uh, you know, uh, the conservative mindset don't want to believe in almost anything. Uh, they want to believe in just black and white, uh, the common basics of living and the, the common basics of life. When it comes down to scientific truth of things, uh, they really want to kind of uh, not take that seriously enough, and they want all their constituents and their followers to, to have the same mindset, to have a backyard or a backward way of, of thinking and, and believing uh, everything that's, that's truly possible and relevant. And it's um, clear to me that we have gone from a period of time where these storms would impact us every uh, two or three years uh, to them impacting us every year. And so, Cheryl, you have been involved in a number of these storms and know how disruptive they can be to families and to uh, states. Uh, but yet we have a administration uh, that seems ill-prepared uh, to deal effectively uh, with the aftermath of these storms. 
afternoon, and how's everyone doing this evening? Um, yeah, I do. You know, we live in an area that's below sea level, so when a storm is coming this way, a hurricane, um, we get a lot of the water, and the water does a lot of damage. Um, today I know a lot of people who still are not um, finished rebuilding, and not all of the city has been um, built in areas. I mean, the water, the damage that is that it does is unbelievable. Um, it uproots individuals, people, you know, start lives somewhere else. Some of them go to other states and then come back. Some never come back again. Um, you know, I could, I could recall, you know, not coming back as a result of all of the destruction and everything. And it's like, where do you go? You know, you... You've had a life, you thought things were going to go one way, and all of a sudden, in an instant, and and you write about, you know, help. Help is very important because, you know, the mental state of people's mind at the time of this occurrence put people where not only are they not stable as far as a place to stay, but if they're not able to get the help, um, you know, it becomes so devastating and people get depressed and have lost lives, you know, and it has nothing to do with the water, the storm, but just what's in place to help them afterwards, especially when they're of age and this is their whole life that went before them, you know, they didn't lost everything and don't know where they're going to turn. So that's a major thing is having the help in place, the assistance um, for those, because many of us, you know, just were lost after it and trying to figure out what direction to take. So, you know, when you say that, because um, I haven't really heard anything other than with the, you know, the warnings on my phone, but you're right. Um, it is very, very important to have, help in place for individuals that have gone through the devastation. And when you talk about, Stacy, a half million people uh, being moved uh, or having to move away from their homes uh, and within two or three days, uh, these people may or may not have the funds necessary uh, to stay in hotels or to bag, uh, buy a lot, of, a lot of gas. And so... Uh, what what has been your experience uh, uh, with uh, these kind of storms hitting lately? I know as a child, I never remember having to deal with these types of storms this often. I don't remember school being, uh, you know, canceled so often as it is now related to the weather. Well, hello, everybody. I um know that they have a transmitter, electrical transmitter called HARP, H-A-R-R-P, and it emits, they emit um, into the atmosphere um, electrical impulse and causes it to heat up, the atmosphere to heat up and bounce back to the earth. This is what I'm hearing that they practice. 
um, doing to create storms. So that might be one of the reasons. And then from the creation of storms, they have disrupted lives, and, and then they have other ideas to say too many people on the earth. I don't know if you heard that before, and that we need to, re- to, to reduce the population by hundreds of thousands of people. So it could be something man-made. But um, it's a definite difference from when I was growing up also as a child. And then there's no place to put these people. Um, the FEMA camps, they call them camps, places to um, go for people that our lives are uprooted. Um, there's people saying that they're checking in and not checking out. And um, it's yet to be seen the whole plan of um, government to how they're going to go about reducing the population. But it's a good way to create these man-made storms and have people um, displaced. And then I've heard people on on YouTube say, well, one older white lady said that they told her she couldn't leave the facility unless she had a number she could call of a relative or friend to come get her. So what happened to the people that could not, once she got out, she remembered someone, one of her friends, numbers, but once she got out, she told it, and it was on YouTube, it's still there. I saved the video. And um, what's happening to the people that's not being released? You know, there's a lot of things happening um, that was behind the scenes and the reason why things are happening today. That's all. And D, I, I heard the uh, governor I think of South Carolina was telling people that uh, if they did not leave, uh, that there would not be any first responders uh, that would be able to assist them and that they were even closing down some of the hospitals. And so um, these people would not uh, receive any assistance for days after the storm has uh, hit. And so right now, you know, there are people who are talking about they're going to weather the storm uh, and just stick around, but there will be no government assistance for the first two or three days. Well, you know, uh, when they say that, they really mean that. Uh, I think uh, during the days of Katrina was a, a model of what you expect uh, if one chooses not to adhere to the warning of uh, evacuation. So, yes, uh, they will not send uh, workers into an area that's going to risk the lives of the workers. Uh, and I was listening to Ms. Stacy uh, to what she had to say. Uh, you know, it is. it has been said that uh, the tsunami that hit Japan about 10 years ago was actually created by a, a underground nuclear explosion. So, uh, you know, I guess uh, there are man-made ways to get things done if they want to do so. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. And, um, Cheryl, you know, again, I go back to this term tsunami has been something that has been new to me. Uh, it was not a type of um, environmental incident that I knew about as a high school student. So all of a sudden now we are inundated by these tsunamis and uh, they're coming up at a, a, a accelerated rate. 
Uh, but let me just ask you, uh, Cheryl, what, you know, you hear very little about homeless people, and I've heard nothing about anybody providing any buses uh, to people who may not have cars or the ability to get out of uh, South Carolina or North Carolina. You know, I can just tell you from the experience of Katrina, um, that's where uh, the people at the Superdome wind up at because, you know, uh, many people in New Orleans used public transportation, didn't even have vehicles, and they didn't have buses where they can bus the people and start sending them out. They refused to let those people go across a bridge um, in buses to take them that far. They had people that spent hours and hours on the bridge, and people who had no transportation to get anywhere, that's where they ended up at the Superdome um, because, you know, everybody, each household was trying to fend for themselves and get their, their families out. So, and, I mean, you would not even begin to imagine how much, um, how many people that use public transportation as a means of, you know, getting around. So um, I'm pretty sure, you know, if if they don't have anything in place to bust these people out, to use those same buses that they use for public transportation, you know, getting them out, they're going to find themselves in a place, you know, similar to the Superdome and dealing with the same situation that they did with um, – those for Katrina in the Superdome. That's why it's so important to have things in place, not when it happens, you know, or as it's happening, but ahead of time to know, have a plan put in place so that people will know what's available to them and what they can, um, what they're able to receive, you know, assistance getting out of um, out of the state, out of the um, the area that will be affected. Yeah, Stacy. Locally, all I've ever known in Florida was that Orlando and inland areas they were using the school's gymnasium as a safety place uh, for people who uh, didn't have uh, money, possibly for hotels. Uh, but I've heard very little of the government talk about providing care uh, for the indigent uh, in terms of. Uh, helping them weather these storms, and even here in Florida, uh, we we don't spend a lot of time. We talk about people evacuating, uh, but there are people who don't have the money or uh, financial resources uh, to evacuate. That's true, and that's why we have a bottleneck of people that can't get out of the area. Well, thank God Orlando didn't have much um, problems with the hurricanes lately. Um, seem like we've been blessed there, but yeah, that's what my 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 uh, company is all about. I have a charter bus, and my plan was to get residual income from that bus to open up shelters for people, so they have an alternative besides the alternative that they've got available for our people, which is to stay out in the elements or go to these camps that they're setting up. You can't check out of. Check in, but you can't check out. So that's for everybody. It's not just for our people. For everybody that is displaced, that 
it's just at those baby stages. I need to do some type of GoFundMe or something. I'm trying to find what I can do, the resources available, it's, um, loans and grants and marketing, the um, idea so I can increase the revenue so that I can open up these um, facilities because I see these things, events happen year after year, and people are at a loss, and no one's there to help them. So I'm my brother's keeper. I do believe, and I'm trying to open up facilities like Goodwill and stuff for that purpose to help them rebuild their life and have a place stable to stabilize themselves and, um, you know, go from there. Yeah, gee, I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, we've gone away from these large mental hospitals and those kind of things to a lot more, a lot smaller facilities, uh, what we call uh, assisted living. And so how uh, are these people supposed to move, just get up and move when uh, their facility doesn't have a, a bus or doesn't have the uh, finances to just move all their clients uh, to another area? And, again, if you've been listening, I've heard very little about uh, private or free shelters uh, for those who aren't able to to pay for hotels. Well, to um, to piggyback on what's been said uh, thus far, you know, uh, our current current national government don't believe in the fact that uh, these storms are more prevalent and they seem to intensify uh, more readily every year. Therefore, there aren't any programs or any uh, actual protocol that that will be preemptive to help alleviate some distress uh, that these storms will leave behind. Government, uh, national government, uh, is, again, missing the opportunity to be in place. So this storm is supposed to hit in two days. And uh, it's another great opportunity to uh, to to try to redirect the opinion, the public opinion that uh, that that this present government, uh, I'm talking about the over office and all, uh, has bestowed upon itself. Uh, here's an opportunity for them to say, look, uh, we know this storm is coming, and to have some kind of uh, humanitarian posture uh, in in relationship to this to this uh, would be catastrophe. So you know they they're so diverted and so distracted about uh, President Obama being on the campaign trail, where they they're, again they're missing this opportunity to uh, to be uh, positive uh, in in this situation and in the way of public opinion. Yeah, it seems obvious to me that he is still trying to cover up his failures in Puerto Rico where over 3,000 people died. Uh, and now he is nowhere close to uh, Cheryl getting himself or getting the country prepared for the kind of devastation that could happen in North Carolina. I mean, we're just, uh, we, we are now getting in a position where we're not even re-establishing re, uh, ourselves uh, from storm to storm, where we're now in a situation where devastation is not uh, fixed or repaired before the next storm comes. 
Oh no, they come in they come in quite often, um and it doesn't seem to um to be letting up. And they come in at multiple places at multiple times and then it comes multiple places at the same time and then it has different storms that come in, in different areas. Um and you know, I took the opportunity about a year ago just to get on FEMA.gov site to find out all the disaster areas. You know, it's some of the things that we hear about, but it's so many things that we don't hear about. And I could not believe the disaster after disaster on FEMA.gov. Um, so some people can be dealing with hurricanes. Some people can be dealing with, you know, just floods um, where the surge has gotten up, you know, so high. Some people can be dealing with um, tornadoes, so many different things. that. And you're right, we can't wait until it starts to happen or it begins that season. We have to put things in place, you know, before that time. And, you know, even preparing, we could never prepare for the actual thing, but we can come as close as we possibly could to prepare. Um, you know, I could remember um, Hurricane Betsy, and the reason why I could remember and only was a small child is because I was able to get in a boat, um, and there was a school that was available for us, you know, and people all around, but the school was, you know, packed with people, um, and that's the only way that we could get around because when these situations, when they start to say evacuate, do evacuate because they can push up so fast that if you didn't make up your mind, you would be caught in it. So when they say it's better to be safe than sorry, just keep driving until you're out of danger. And I do understand what you're saying. Some people are not prepared. And that's where we have to begin to prepare ourselves in such a way that if we only have a credit card just for emergency purposes, you know, because these things come as emergencies, unexpected. We don't expect those things, but we have to try to be as prepared as we possibly could. Um, you know, we have to find, um, we would like to know that, people with more money, people who are famous and have this money that they can pour into maybe um, lotting out some of the um, the hotel rooms and paying for them, you know, whatever possibly they could do um, is much needed. I know that Brad Pitt did a lot of the rebuilding of homes in um, New Orleans, um, like a whole little subdivision out there. And I'm pretty sure many other ones um, did. I just don't, you know, can't recall it off the top of my head. But it is. It's so important to be prepared. And when they said evacuate, don't play with it. Because, you know, we as people in New Orleans, we always say, oh, yeah. Um, They say that all the time. And that's also what caught a lot of people, too, because we didn't take it seriously. I know I left at the last day, although... It was still calm, but they were door-to-door knocking, and it was that, you know, you had to make that decision. But when they first started saying it, 
you know, go ahead on and leave. You know, find family members or somebody at a distance where you can stay with them or whatever you have to do, but do take it seriously. Uh, D, one of the things that concerned me was I have family in South Carolina, and when they turn the highways uh, to going only in one direction, uh, really you you have no ability whatsoever uh, to to reach out to your family members and uh, and give them any kind of aid if you wanted to, uh, because of the highway troopers aren't letting people in, and so you're really just at the mercy of uh, of hoping that your family can find some refuge uh, somewhere, uh, because uh, no matter what kind of money you got or what kind of position you're in, you're not able to get to them uh, in any timely manner. Well, you're right, James, and I hope you can hear me. I'm in the blackout zone. Uh, Ms. Cheryl made a great point about being prepared as best you can with your credit card or things that sort because we know that uh, a lot of hotels take advantage of other people's misery. Uh, we've all heard about how hotels will price gouge and, and make it almost impossible for people to yeah, we had a lot of issues with price gouging here in Florida in terms of uh, uh, water and in terms of uh, gasoline. Uh, and I think now there's a law that prohibits uh, price gouging, uh, Stacy, uh, so that people can't try to take advantage of uh, people who find themselves in hazardous situation. Yeah, well, they should always have that in place, and I don't know how they could monitor it. I guess you call the cops if the cops are available and let them know that that's going on, but I didn't experience anything the last hurricane, um, just some winds and stuff. But um, price gouging is not a good thing, and no sympathy. People that does that is heartless. Yes, Cheryl, I just, I know that um, I I was only without lights for maybe three or four days, but it was three of the worst three or four days I ever experienced. And I told myself from now on, uh, I was going to try to to find a hotel room uh, before I just stay in my house. And I, for some reason, these storms always seem to come at night. I cannot stand the fact that when they come at night and I can't see anything, uh, that's, that is more scary than anything. Well, you know, they might hit at night, but they're actually preparing you to leave before night. So it's probably when they start to say to leave, go ahead on and leave, you know, and if you just have to come right back, then come right back. But, um, and if the nighttime make you more nervous, then leave before it get night and not wait until, you know, it really comes up on land. Because I'm going to tell you, when water comes, it comes. And, um, you know, we had a, a storm here. And thank God, you know, where I'm at, just my house, maybe two other, um, a few other homes, didn't get flooded, but the person who lives next door, when I say next door, is not very close, their driveway started 
the height of the water and all the way that way, one way, and then all the way the next um, going in the opposite direction, it was water. So we were trapped. We were trapped here. But thank God we didn't get no water at all. Um, they had an 18-wheeler coming down our street. And when he came down, his headlights was covered. That's how high the water was in one spot. And the schools were closed down. Um, some of the schools were and had to be gutted and everything. That's why I said that um, there's a lot of situations and a lot of disasters that happen that, you know, we may not know about, but when it happens in our own area, we know about it. And it took a long time. You know, the high school had to go to the middle school. They had to, you know, switch up on the hours that they were going to um, go into school. So, I mean, things get so turned around. Um, but, you know, everybody has to be um, hands-on to try to make the best of a bad situation. And you could do it. You could actually do it. Um, you know, when it comes to hotel rooms, get neighbors together, people who, you know, who you can't uh, maybe afford so many nights. Get people together and, I mean, you know, get on the floor. You know, you find that people are more compassionate Anything that they may have been beefing about or didn't like you about, they don't remember none of that during times like this. Now, after all of this is over with, I don't know. But you you think about it. You know, everybody is praying. Everybody is, you know, trying to help the next person. And they don't care who it is. They're just trying to help them. You have strangers out there. So, um, you know, and that's the best thing to do. I mean, if you don't have no way, get with somebody and, you know, get together and get a hotel room or get together and go as far as you could. And if you got to just kind of wait in the car while in the rest area until you can say, I got a day, enough for a day or two, but not three days. Or, you know, whatever it is, you know, work together because it is much more pleasant to know that people are there helping each other and people who are bickering. But if you real, if you notice that even during Hurricane Katrina, people were helping strangers, and you find that you see more love and compassion during those times, and people not really thinking. They're not thinking on, you know, race. They're not thinking on being mean or how this person might have been and none of those things. So if we could just keep some of the, the good things in mind, to do at these times. And, and if you know somebody in the area where they're flooded and you're not in that area, pick up the phone and call and we'll open your house up to them, you know, um, to help alleviate some of the pressure off of them. So it's a lot of things that we could do, you know, to help. All right, we're going to take a short break and we're going to come back and continue our conversation. Girl, you've been charging by the hour for your love. 
of the world to take my rightful place among the stars, the woman that does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth. Igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am 
this woman. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. We're on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can have a platform, that your opinion can be heard now and in the future. We want to make sure that you do not have any interruptions while you are sharing your opinion about the things that's going on in our country. You know, we, we're living in a time where we have to really be involved on, in, in every aspect of what is going on in our world uh, because there are some people who just don't have the sensitivity necessary to care about uh, those who are, are poor and unable to, to uh, move at a quick pace. Again, there are a lot of people who don't have cars. Uh, there are a lot of people who find themselves homeless and without shelter who are just uh, being, you know, who who have to deal with the element. And so, uh, Casey, it is so important that people like you who have a drive to have nonprofits that care about uh, these kind of people speak up and, and be counted and get some of the funds necessary from uh, churches and from the government to see about people who just have nobody to care about them. I'm in the process of trying to do that right now, trying to figure out where to go, who to see, and what agencies could help. So it's it's going to happen, but it's just a matter of uh, figuring it all out. I could use some help if anybody knew how to do it, cut some corners, you know. And, and you're constantly dealing with that as well as trying to provide clothing and uh, food and opportunities for people uh, to, to get on their feet. But that job can be overwhelming, especially when you're dealing with uh, these kind of horrific environmental situations. Exactly. Yeah, so I have to, um, what do you call it when you say you have to um, network? That's what I'm in the process of doing now and finding all organizations that's, just, that's designed um, with that in mind, you know, to be our brother's keeper, so that we don't have to suffer. Because it's a big difference in life change. A life change when um you go from one thing to another all of the, overnight. You know, one way of living to another, and become displaced, and you know it's just devastating. It's, you know what I do? Um, I've been doing for the past year. I've been holding on to my gallon jugs because I buy water. I have huge black bags with gallon jugs in it, empty. And that's one way you can help yourself too. Um, the water from the tap is not the best by a filter. And in that time of emergency, use that water that you take out of the faucet before, the, before you know, the water stops. Coming through the pipes, you know. 
Cheryl, how do you deal with FEMA and all these governmental agencies? And do you feel like they put up too much red tape uh, to help people to help others? Actually, they do. Um, But they do it with much caution because at this time you have so many people that are lying to get um, the money. Then you don't have people who are giving it providing the best information to, you know, when you are actually filing. Because I moved from New Orleans and I found, um, I went as far as Mississippi after the hurricane. And I just so happened to have a laptop where a lot of people didn't. And I did a lot of the FEMA applications for people all over who I did not know, but they knew somebody and they contacted me. And Later on, I found out that people who lied, and it was none of the ones who I helped, but people who lied, they had to, um, you know, pay money back or they wanted them to pay it back. But there was a fight because the person who was at the FEMA station in your area didn't provide them with the correct information. So when they received the money, they received it based up on what they were told. Um, and then they also had people that made up that they were in the hurricane. So at this time, you have, you have to have educated people working for FEMA. You have to be very cautious in both areas. You have to be cautious because people are sensitive because of their loss. And you have to be cautious because you have so many people trying to get money for nothing. So it's it's a catch-22. But, um, Stacey, I wanted to tell you um, a good thing to do is, is to utilize social media. Let people know what it is you're looking for. Because, as you all know, I have um, these twins. I didn't have anything. And uh, a friend of mine put it on Facebook. And... The, the stuff just poured out. I mean, I got beds for them. I got furniture for them. I got toys for them. I got clothes. I got shoes. I got all kind of things, you know, for them. But um, you just got to keep talking and keep talking because just because somebody don't know that you may have talked to, somebody who you talk to actually may know. So wherever you go, just keep talking about it, keep saying, you know, what you're looking for and what you're trying to do. People who you meet, social media is a good way to get it out massively, you know, and then ask people to share what you put on there, especially when you have friends and family. Say, is it okay, you know, you take that I tag you and it posts on your page. So that way you get it. People you know and people you don't know. Um, I just that you have to put it out there. You have to keep constantly talking and talking. And people want to help. They just don't know how to help. Uh, D, I see you back with us. What What are your thoughts about our president uh, praising himself for his effectiveness in Puerto Rico and three thousand people are. died as a result, uh, but yet, uh, uh, you know, here comes Carolina, and he still seems to be 
to be ill-prepared in terms of uh, putting things in place so, so that these things can be uh, dealt with immediately. Uh, he just seems to be too um, full of himself and beating his own drums uh, to know that he's so far behind in his efforts to make sure that Americans are kept safe. Well, I think uh, President Obama said it best when uh, he tried to warn America of what it was that they may have to deal with. And he said that this candidate, now president, is just not capable. Uh, he's not capable in, in being compassionate enough, uh, you know, outside of himself and outside his own needs and wants. Again, uh, this is a missed opportunity for him. Uh, but even for, the, even for the vice president to step up uh, above him, uh, you know the, the opportunity is there. <clears throat> the the stage the stage is set for them to do something great for a change, and they just don't seem to have it in them to even take advantage of uh, of this would be catastrophe as well as it might be an opportunity to do something good. Now, what um. White America seems to be so blinded by this the fact that we are we 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 are always seemingly behind the eight ball when it comes to this president. Uh he's always dealing with so many personal issues uh related to his candidacy where people are coming out of the woodwork talking about his in, his ineffectiveness, uh that he can't deal with the real issues uh, that presidents are supposed to be dealing with. Uh, and so uh, every day another shoe is falling uh, related to his administration. Uh, so the day-to-day issues that are coming up that really needs his attention, he can't focus on them. So, Stacy, you know, we are really at an odd time where this uh, November, uh, these midterm elections are going to really count for something and we got to be prepared and ready. And uh, I was telling Cheryl today uh, that I really am going to be disappointed if we don't win the governorship in Georgia and the governorship in Florida. Uh, it would be just sad if we lose both of those races. Oh, yeah, that's Rick Scott to be did Rick Scott lose his position now? Well, Rick, we're hoping. Uh, I hope Rick Scott doesn't uh, doesn't beat uh, Nelson, uh, but it seems that they're going to be in a very, very tight race. Uh, I was glad that Rick Scott ran out of time, but I don't know if this other guy who is uh, DeSoto, I think his name is, is going to be just as bad. Uh, D, you know, when you come out of the block, using mucking around as your slogan to win over um, the right, seems like to me you you already coming out the gate wrong. Yeah, well, we have to wait and see what happens on that. But it needs to be a better situation. The way they have it going now is not working. And sometimes it's the less or two evils that got Trump. But if we had gotten um, Hillary, I don't know if it would have been much better. Her, she had uh, issues around her and um, uh, what is this thing called? Um, high crimes and treason. So that was 
basically got the lesser of two evils, and God is the best ruler of all. And so the whole problem came when man wanted a man over them instead of God. So here we are today with issues about a man. We have to wait and see what happens. I hope. Uh, Dee But go ahead, Stacy. I hope Rick Scott does lose. Uh, Dee, let me ask you: Do you uh, do you have any insight into whether or not um, this uh, the black female is going to be able to pull this off? Well, she seems to be able to uh, deliver the message well. Uh, again, the, her opponent is of the grassroots nature uh, here in Georgia. So, uh, you know, uh, we have to, you know, I think that the, the Democratic candidates have to take a, a page out of the Obama playbook when it comes down to campaigning. And that's going door to door, actually talking to people and getting them to understand the severity of them actually getting out and vote uh, because uh, the conservative party, this being a red state anyway, is going to be tough to win. Uh, you know, especially when they have an a, a inkling of, of an idea that's going to be closed, then they'll start to browbash uh, the other candidate. Uh, you have to keep, keep in mind that Al Gore said he would never run for another office here in America again. Because of the fact that uh, the political process seems to be tainted still, uh, we're not, we don't have any real clarity on how uh, the system has been uh, evaluated and and fixed. So it's going to be close, and we have to kind of like say to say, we have to kind of wait around, do our part, and then see the results of it. I, I just hope and pray, Cheryl, uh, that people see the need uh, to get out and vote uh, because because of our lack of vote um, before in 2016, we now find ourselves in this situation with Donald Trump and having to try to figure out how to force him out. We shouldn't have allowed him in in the first place. So we have to regain control of the Senate and in the House so that we can come back the disruption uh, that he can create if he controls both of those as we move forward. We have to be uh, of a mindset that everybody got to get out and vote no matter what. Well, see, that's where that the responsibility start lying on us, you know, what it is that we can do, and that's what we can do. We can educate ourselves and begin to educate others and also to let them know how important, just like you said, how important it is to get out there and that, yes, your vote do count and um, and get out in the masses. And just like I said before, you know, picking up people, getting them to the polls because a lot of people can't get there. So we have to, first of all, like you said, point the finger at us and start doing what it is that we need to do and then begin to educate those around us so that they can do the same thing too. And with that, you know, being said, more people 
we have more production getting done and more people getting to the polls. Yeah, we we cannot sit back and relax. Um, We're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back and give everybody an opportunity to say their last word.
Love and Reflection by James T. Deshay. I am a gladiator. Despite what others choose to see, my life is determined by my selected steps. Regardless of the traps set by those who hate me, I am the master of my lifelong quest. It is my convictions and courage that will decide the success of my personal journey, not the dreamless limitations of those who refuse to see the greatness of my legacy. I walk not in the shadow of those who wish to be unnoticed. I stand tall in a crowded room of those who created their own path through life. I am driven to make noise where others wish to remain silent. I wear the suit of those who slew dragons and ruled kingdoms. I will not give in to the starless skies of those who see me as worthless and without meaning. I am a present-day gladiator, and I will have victory over the kingdom of my birthright. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Your voice can be heard loud and clear and without interruptions. Don't allow self-doubt to silence your dreams. Call 407-459-4827. That's 407-459-4827. Allow your dreams to take flight. Increase your quality of life and your monthly cash flow. Visit my website, www.jamestdeshay.com. That's www. JamesTDeshay.com. If you enjoy my poetry, please hit the like button and subscribe. I look forward to you becoming a part of my listening audience. Um, Stacy, what is your final thought this evening? Um, about what? About all the things that we talked about. Um. I don't know, no final thoughts, I guess. We have to just wait till, you know, a lot of times things happen for the good when we do have crises. So we have to just play it, take them as, take the punches as, as roll with the punches. Or the, or the, you know, because financially we can't do anything. If you can't do anything financially, you're really not really able to, to help the situation. The volunteer, but besides volunteering, you're really at a loss. And we do have to just try to do what it is we can do. Stacy, your final, I'm, Cheryl, I'm sorry, Cheryl, your final thought this evening? Great conversation, as always. Um, very informational um, platform this evening to to help to educate those that will be listening, those that are listening. Um, you know, and we had some key points about the things that we could do and um, preparing ourselves for any type of disaster and not thinking that it, don't think that it won't come your way, whatever it may be. It may not be in the form of a hurricane, but it can be something else. But also to keep in mind to be prepared and be prepared, you know, if you have a credit card that will help you to be prepared. Um, and when they say evacuate, evacuate. Do not play 
with your lives and the lives of your family. You know, also you made some good points about getting out to the polls, and we talked about, you know, being educated. So, you know, with all of that saying, you know, we think that we are doing, you know, as much as we could, but just with this conversation alone, whatever we do, we can always do more. All right. Uh, D, your final thought? Yes, uh, just as Ms. Cheryl was speaking, and uh, just as you asked me earlier, that I feel like uh, we might be missed. Well, the, uh, the remnants of the clouds have just rolled in, and it looked pretty dark. So, but uh, anyway, I want to be sure, and you all probably have done so already, I had to step away for, for a while, uh, to hold up uh, the people in prayer that's in South Carolina, North Carolina, and surrounding areas. And for them to know that our prayers are with them and the Lord be with them throughout this uh, ordeal. Yeah, it is, is you know, you, you almost feel defenseless when it comes to these kind of situations uh, because you can have all the computer tracking you want, uh, but then, you know, the uh, Mother Nature is going to do what Mother Nature does. And uh, all we can do is sit back and, and pray and hope for the best and uh, know that our God is in charge. Uh, so I want to just continue to thank you all, as always, for your continued support. Thank you for uh, being a part of the show, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road and teach them to love one another that heaven might find a place their heart Jesus is love He won't let you down and I know Jesus.